This is the Real Estate Pros Podcast, where we teach you actionable marketing tips and strategies to stand out from your competitors. Hi everyone, it's Josh Cobb here, the CEO at Steps. You know, something we do a lot of in real estate is perform the same task over and over again. No matter if you're in property management, sales administration, marketing, or business operations, chances are you've got pretty good processes and checklists in place for your daily tasks to make sure that they're performed with pinpoint accuracy each time. But what if I told you you could get rid of all of the tasks that you like doing the least, but still have them performed to the same level of accuracy as you would perform them, giving you more time to do the things in your business that you like doing, the profitable things. That's right, I'm talking about outsourcing. And this week, I chat with Amy Engelman, the CEO at Bepo, an outsourcing company who specialize in real estate. We chat about the explosion of growth of real estate businesses building offshore teams. Amy outlines the tasks that real estate businesses are sending offshore. We cover the pros and cons of outsourcing, the mistakes that businesses can make, and how your business can drive more profit than you ever thought possible. As more and more platforms like our portals, agent review platforms and comparison sites cut deeper into the profits of real estate businesses, this is an interview you don't want to miss. And stick around until the end, because Amy has a very special offer for all of our listeners if you want to give outsourcing a try in your business. So let's transition over to my interview with Amy Engelman. Amy, how are you going? I'm fantastic, thank you, Josh. Now, if you recognise Amy's voice, uh, you might recall uh, we've had Amy on the podcast before, about 12 months ago, where we talked a little bit about um, outsourcing in the real estate industry and some of the tasks that real estate businesses were sending offshore uh, to places like the Philippines. And I know uh, after being here and spending some time and, and uh, it, here at Bepo HQ that that has grown exponentially in terms of the, the amount of tasks in a real estate business that they're now um, uh, sending offshore to have performed by a team over here. So that's something I'd love to dive a little bit deeper into. But for those people who haven't heard of Bepo and know much about yourself, why don't you give us a little bit of an overview of, of who you are and, and what Bepo does? Yeah, sure. So um, how Bepo came about was really through some personal experience. I owned a marketing agency and about five years ago, I was really under a lot of competitive pressure and I wanted to find a way for my business to thrive and grow without, um, without needing to spend huge amounts of dollars on, uh, on resources and wages in Australia. So a very smart colleague of mine tapped me on the shoulder and I ended up in the Philippines. I hired administrative support staff and graphic designers. And, you know, it was um, highly successful eventually, but there are a lot of mistakes along the way. And so I took that experience and I decided after, um, after going through that that there were probably many other businesses that may have the same experience and may you know, find it's months and months and months until they're getting value from their offshore uh, staff. So I decided to, to start Bepo, which was back in early 2014. Mm -hmm. So we're an outsourcing company that focuses on helping real estate businesses and other high growth businesses. We're based in a place called Clark. And uh, which is a great place to do business, uh, very secure and safe and fantastic facilities. And we have about 250 people working here in the Philippines. And something that I've learnt uh, after being here is the differences in 
the, the commercial differences between the regions in the Philippines and why you've set up in Clark, not Manila, or one of the other kind of densely populated areas of the Philippines. Can you describe for the people listening why Clark was, why, why was BIPO uh, set up in Clark and maybe just some of the considerations around that of why, um, you know, and, and the benefits as well that you've seen as a result? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the key advantages for Clark as a location is accessibility. There's an international airport that um, we can actually see from where we're sitting right at this moment. So it's we can a hear the planes. <laughs> yeah, part of that. Yeah. So. <laughs> and uh, so it's it's really accessible for international travellers. Um, from uh, and that's really uh, quite a selfish you know decision making. <laughs> it's uh, I, I want to be getting in and out of Clark quite easily. Um, another factor is just they, they really have a zone set up for foreign investment. So there's lots of international companies here. You know, there's Yokohama Tires, there's factories that make Louis Vuitton, there's uh, outsourcing companies like Bipo, a whole range of different businesses from all over the world have chosen Clark to set up. Fantastic infrastructure in terms of IT and security. And from a staffing and a talent point of view, one of the things I love about Clark is it's slightly more um, kind of balanced from a work-life balance and a community point of view. So Manila being um, the capital of the Philippines, there are lots of companies there. Lots of staff tend to move around their jobs quite a lot. You know, there's a lot of job hopping that goes on because they're, you know, looking for that, that next big thing. Whereas Clark uh, and the surrounding city of Angeles tends to be more um, family and community orientated. So when, a people, when people are working here in the region, they're here because of family. Mm. So it really helps with staff retention and it really helps us you know, drive a community of people who we know are um, likely to stick around. Mm. Um, and it also helps with, um, with staff wages as well because you don't have that high cost of living like you do in a city. So the staff wages are a bit more reasonable as well. Yeah, so something after driving, we, we've had a couple of trips around Clark now to have a look at some of the infrastructure being built and we've got um, uh, you know things like the the huge Hilton hotel or resort that they're building alongside their uh, the golf course up there in the in the uh, hinterland um, and the you get the feeling being here that they are building it for for business this this whole area is really a hub for um, for, for business would you say yeah, absolutely. And look, when we started here in 2014, there might have been a collection of 10 or so Australians that had offices here, and I knew all 10 of them. <laughs> and now it's uh, now there's like, you know, 40 or 50. Mm. Um, so the expansion, you know, has, has been... Um, you know, just really, really high growth. And that's that's not just from Australian businesses, that's companies all over the world that are choosing to set up in Clark. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, the, the to going back to, I guess, some of the growth that, that you've seen in, uh, in the, the popularity, I suppose, of uh, sending um, not jobs offshore, because <laughs> I think that's one, one of the things that people are worried about in offshoring is... Uh, thinking, you know, you're sending jobs offshore, but they're, they're, it's more so tasks that people are performing for your business. So uh, let's let's have a chat about that around what are some of the, uh, you know, from 12 months ago when we first caught up to now, what are some of the tasks that a real estate business are sending to BPO to have performed by their team members here? Mm. 
So it's a lot more broader now from from even you know six or twelve months ago. So there's four main categories: property management, which has always been popular, that's not going to go away. Um, sales support is another area, second area. The third area, which is probably the um, fastest growing category within real estate offshore support, mm. is marketing. Mm, mm. You know, and I know you would know why that is. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Yeah, and um, and the fourth is in um, account support as well. So they're the four main categories. Um, property management as well, you know, although there's been, you know, and staff working here on property management for some time, what we're seeing is that they're taking on more and more tasks. So for some clients, they just do back of, you know, back of house or back of office processing. Um, but there is a move to have more tenant contact now. So mm-hmm. staff here in the Philippines are actually reaching out to tenants. You know, they're chasing uh, chasing up arrears. They're doing repairs and maintenance. They're talking to tradies. Um, you know, they've got the lingo down. They're you know chatting to the same same people and developing relationships with you know those suppliers and mm-hmm. and tenants and in some cases landlords as well. So yeah, um, yeah, it's a it's a greater depth of support and it's not just the simple processes. You know, for example in marketing, thinking about how they can support um, the setup of campaigns, how they can support you know, things like video editing mm. and um, creating great authentic content that their client has, you know, they've done the, the initial recording of the video or maybe the initial writing of the blog and then it comes back to their staff member here in the then it comes back to their staff member here in the Philippines to be able to um, implement that, execute it, report on it, and, and take it to market. Mm, mm. And back 12 months ago, what were uh, were they some of the tasks that people were kind of dabbling in uh, back then, or has it changed, or yeah, or I not? Think- I think what has happened is that the confidence in offshore staff for clients builds over time. So um, when a client first starts thinking about offshore and having a staff member to support them, they pick the simple, more repeatable tasks and they pick the things where there's less um, customer or client touch point. Um, So in property management might be something like tenancy application, great place to start. You know, very limited touch point with any landlords, none really. It's all, you know, reference checking, ticker, database, you know, it's all the behind the scenes things. Yeah. And it's actually not so much about whether the staff are competent or not. It's about whether the client, the real estate principal or the property manager has the confidence mm. in that person in the Philippines. And once they start that process, they become confident and then they start handing over the more complex tasks. Yeah. So I'm, I'm guessing here, Amy, that uh, and, and I only say this because we spend a lot of time in real estate businesses and when tasks are being taken away from team members, there, there can sometimes be a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, uh, to and fro with the, the particular staff member before they actually let go of a task. So I'm keen to hear how, uh, if it's ever a challenge uh, sending tasks from a property management department offshore, things like arrears management, inquiry management, lease renewals, those repeatable tasks. Do property managers, um, if we focus on that department for a moment, do they have, do you find that's a difficult conversation sometimes to get them to let go of those tasks? And and if so, uh, what are some of the things that uh, you, you might like to uh, maybe say to a principal that, you know, what are the benefits of them finally letting go and is it anything to be scared of, I suppose? Josh, that's a really great question. And um, I would have to say that, yes, in fairly much every single case, the property manager is um, quietly freaking out. 
Yeah. And, um, you know, and that's natural because everyone has their perceptions about um, talent in the Philippines and their perception is from a call centre and mm-hmm. it's generally a Telstra or an, uh, it's, it's generally a telco or insurance or banking yep. interaction. And so part of what principals can do and part of what we help them do is how to frame a conversation around outsourcing with their staff, mm-hmm. which is always about freeing them up for higher value work. And it's always about helping the organisation grow and it's all about helping them have the time to build greater relationships and strengthen the relationships face-to-face and person-to-person. So the first thing is helping the principal frame a conversation around that. Um, At the same time, you know, property managers will still be thinking, well, this is, you know, I'm going to lose my job and blah, blah, blah. And that, you know, that will always happen regardless Mm. of how well you try and address the change management aspects. And... When that turns a corner, the way to actually help change that that feeling is when they get in and start working with our staff. Mm. And when they do that, they realise that the staff speak great English. They're fun to be around. They love a laugh. So it's about getting in and you know getting some of those tasks underway. Um, where I see it go wrong is when um, in those initial stages, too much is taken on too soon. Mm. So it's about picking a relatively simple, repeatable process. Now, we spend a lot of time on training and and context to give staff context around what they're doing and around the industry because the real estate industry in the Philippines is significantly different to Australia. And once a a property manager is actually working with their staff member and communicating and getting things done and seeing the output and seeing the quality of the output, then it's like a light bulb. Mm. And they're like, oh, my God, now I get it. And then they're going back to the principal going, okay, this is working, I understand what you're saying now, yes, I'm loving it, mm. how can we do more? Some of those tasks in, in property management, they're low-value tasks in terms of money to the business, in terms of arrears management, lease renewal processing, uh, app processing applications, that's probably one of the <laughs> the biggest pain points in any real estate business. It totally makes sense, doesn't it, to free them up to... Um, spend more time uh, with their landlords. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, a real practical exercise that anyone can do in their property management office right now is to ask that question, what do you like doing in Mm. terms of tasks and what don't you like doing? And so the things that come up on the what don't you like doing, you then look at those and say, well, what are the highly repeatable tasks? Mm. What are the ones that we're doing all the time? And then consider simplicity. Are they, you know, simple or complex? So find the highly repeatable simple tasks on that list and that's where you start Mm. it's as simple as that you don't have to overcomplicate it Um, in our business we have processes that are ready to go so we can show a standard way of of approaching that process so it's like a a checklist almost for uh, lease renewals arrears sales support marketing you've got basically those tasks and you've got processes that you can basically plug in? Is that what, that what you're saying? Like yeah, a template? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We've got a template starting point because we know that real estate offices don't hand over their perfect standard operating procedures um, because they quite simply don't exist. No one has the That's <laughs> true. No one has the time to, you know, write and update standard operating procedures. So we have a starting point for those tasks. So, um, yeah, the, it's it, you don't have to overcomplicate it. Have a think about, you know, what, what tasks people don't like mm. in the office and then think about the complexity and then think about are they are they repeatable and if they're low complexity and they're repeatable that's where you start yeah yeah so let's look at some of those other uh, I guess some of the perceptions of of outsourcing and 
you, you said it before, the, the perception really is the, the call centre in uh, you know, the Philippines or India. or It's really when you're here, it, you don't experience that at all, really. Do. I mean, we're in a beautiful building in, in Clark in the Philippines. It's, it's, it's clean, it's, uh, it's modern. Uh, the staff have their own um, canteen or cafe downstairs that they, they all get together and have their lunch each day. And it, it is, that perception is really not the reality, is it? No, it's, um, and it is different in other businesses. I have been to some businesses in the Philippines where I have looked at the standard of facilities and the workspaces and I've thought, oh gee, this isn't a very nice place to work. So it does vary, um, but absolutely, you know, in our office, it's the standard that you would expect in Australia. If you walked into any sort of, you know, small or medium-sized business, and compare the facility and you know what we do around staff retention and reward and recognition as well as the physical environment it would be on par with with any Australian business. Mm. I, th- I think one of the problems I, we see when businesses are, have an offshore team is that they don't slow down to train that person whether it's in uh, property management, sales support, marketing or admin of uh, you know the four areas that you've mentioned they don't spend the time to train that person. They think it's just, it, it's, there's a computer on the other end like managing these things, but they need, would, would you say they, one of the, uh, where outsourcing doesn't work is when they don't spend the time and invest in training their staff member who they have overseas? Yeah, absolutely. In the, um, you know, where outsourcing goes wrong, um, training is, is a huge factor. I think because the staff are remote, it's natural because you're not walking into the office and just seeing them sitting there. So it's simple things that can bridge that gap, like um, writing a training plan, which is quite simply, you know, understanding if that person, their background, their skill set, if they've got specific experience in Australian real estate. Mm-hmm. We help bridge that gap. We have a two-week um, industry training that we put staff through before they start, so they understand the jargon, the legislation, all of those key things, and then looking at how you're going to induct them into your business in the way that um, you like thing, things being done, mm-hmm. your way, your staff, your culture. So as simple as a training plan, what's going to be covered in the first couple of weeks and check-ins. So yep. daily check-ins in the first two weeks. And that can just be a 10-minute Skype or Zoom call. So we use Zoom a lot. It's a great free product, allows you to um, have a video conference call. You can do it from your desk, you can do it from your phone. You mm. can be out and about and you can have a great quality, you can have a great quality Zoom call at 120 k's an hour down the freeway, <laughs> trust me. And so it's a great tool to be able to talk to your staff. And the best thing about video conference too is you get to see all the non-verbal cues. Mm. So you get to see whether someone is, uh, as you're briefing them, is understanding you. And then you can also screen share to show them what you're doing at the same time. So let's say you're logging into REST and you're showing them how to how to complete a certain transaction. They can actually see that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, that person can talk through that step. And at the same time on Zoom, at the press of a button, you can record that training. Mm-hmm. So And document that as a task in, or a process or a, or a step in the process. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing we, we have a uh, someone who writes processes as part of our service. Mm. And all day they just go around and help people take those videos and turn them into processes. Yeah. So, you know, from a, a basic training plan, you don't have to overcomplicate it. You need to break down, understand how you're going to train on that task. Yeah. Uh, jump on a product like Zoom, which is free, record it while you're training. And, um, yeah, and plan that out. And once you've got 
through that first kind of two weeks, mm-hmm. you should be starting to see the value, mm. um, you know, the, um, the processing time. You'll be seeing what's completed on a daily basis and get reporting on exactly yeah. what's being completed. And then you'll start to really get it. Yeah. You know, by about three, four weeks in, you can really understand what sort of efficiency yeah. and productivity your staff in the Philippines are, are getting. And you, well, you mentioned some software before, um, uh, some, some property management software specifically, and, and uh, you know, a lot of our uh, people listening would, would recognise, you know, the uh, all the trust accounting packages and CRM platforms and email marketing solutions and all the Australian companies that provide software to the real estate industry. Uh, you guys have teams that are trained on those particular platforms, don't you? Correct. So we have team who are trained on that software. Um, we also have plugins for certification where relevant. So um, there's some great changes that um, some software providers are making to actually have remote certification. So and you have those relationships with those providers too, correct. from what I understand, where you're you're kind of getting early releases of software, so you can train your team over here before. Even real estate agents know that these these new features exist so that your team is kind of well ahead of the curve. Is that kind of how you work? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, jumping on demo accounts, being able to, in training, have a lab environment where our staff are actually using the software tools before they're working with their clients. Um, So there's a lot of structure that goes into it, probably more so than any other industry we've ever worked in. And that's because we know that... um, the environment is so significantly different to the Philippines. You can't, you know, these jobs don't exist in the Philippines. So we have to create our own training and our own coaching structures to be able to have someone in the Philippines effectively work for an Australian real estate agency. Yeah, yeah. I, want, I just want to go back to the, the process side of things. And um, and we should fully disclose that we have two full-time staff members from STEPS who work here at BPO and uh, in our web development team. Uh, And one of the things that we found in the very early stages uh, of onboarding those team members was documenting our processes as much as possible with very, uh, very clear instructions. And we would just do screen shares uh, using software back at our office in Brisbane, um, you know, capturing tasks that, that, uh, you know, our our web team needed to be aware of, uh, documenting that uh, step-by-step processes. But those video recordings are so... Uh, they're, they're so well received and step by step and it's you know someone narrating an instruction over the top of a video while they're performing it on their computer and you do it once and you upload it to Google Drive or Dropbox and the team have access to it forever if someone new joins the team they can just ro- watch it as well and I've, we've found that personally just going back to your point around documenting those processes is you do it once and it is completely off your plate forever uh, and the team handle it uh, from then on. So I think um, you know some of the tasks that we perform in property management specifically, if we focus on that department, things like arrears and, and lease renewals, we do the same thing every single day. Uh, what's stopping you from spending one day out of all the other days that you do it, just just filming yourself uh, or screen sharing or screen capturing that particular task? Um, and imagine being able to hand that over and have someone else do it for you forever uh, and uh, and you can go about doing other things. I mean, it seems like a no-brainer, doesn't it? Oh, it is. It's very, very powerful. And um, I had a client that we were working with in real estate marketing and he's a marketing manager of a very, very busy, um, independent, um, multi-site uh, brand and, you know, completely under the pump with expectations just on their weekly marketing schedule, let alone, you know, bespoke things that sales agents would need and relisting of, you know, new properties that were, you know, up for renewal and a whole range of different things. Mm. And what he did 
two weeks before his staff member started is he would just go about his regular day and as those tasks came up that he knew he would be handing over to his staff member in the Philippines, he would just talk to that task as he did it. Yeah. And so it was it was actually during his regular everyday business tasks. He didn't take any time outside of usual business as, as usual mm. and smashed it out. And so by the time that staff members started, they had that library. Mm. They basically broke those tasks into 10 things. They trained one a day. Mm-hmm. He then looked and checked the quality of the work. And, you know, by two weeks, they were flying. Wow. Wow. I think it's, uh, yeah, I think that the, the old that old perception of, look, it's just going to take more time out of our business. I, I don't think these days you can really afford not to consider um, just getting rid of some of the tasks that you do every day to free you up to uh, deliver a better experience to your 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 clients and uh, landlords, vendors, sellers, buyers, whatever it might be. We know that um, the real estate industry is getting hit from all different directions, uh, you know, disruptors, if you will, if we use the D word. Um, so it's more important now than ever to, would, would you agree, to really focus on uh, being able to spend more time with your customers as opposed to being behind a computer typing out sales contracts, marketing plans, uploading listings, all those sorts of things can be done here, right? Absolutely. And I think um, when it comes to customer experience, which is one of the ways that everyone talks about that they'll combat whatever happens in the future, mm-hmm. and who knows, um, you know, those with the greatest level of client satisfaction and a, and a great customer experience are going to be the ones that thrive and survive. Mm. And to do that, you need people power, you need people relationships, you need to be able to, you know, understand where your client is in, in that property cycle, you need to be able to spend time with them and show that you care about them and you understand their needs. Mm. So focusing staff in Australia on that people power to deliver on that customer experience and taking that process work away for those staff. Yeah. It's fantastic for the client. They love it because they're getting a higher level you know, of, uh, of client touch point when they, when they want it. The staff in the Australian office actually love it as well because they're doing less of the stuff that they don't like. Mm. So one of the unique benefits that not many people realise is that your retention in Australia of your Australian staff will actually be better. So you'll have lower attrition and you'll be able to retain mm. your quality staff in Australia yeah. because they're happier. Think of a traditional job description for a property manager is you work Monday to Friday, uh, you have to handle lease renewals, trust accounting, uh, routine inspections, application processing, all you know, and so on and so forth. We all know what a job description for a property manager looks like. But imagine if you could say uh, on that job description, well, um, we've got an ad for a property manager, uh, the salary is, is X, the benefits are Y, um, you don't have to handle lease renewals, you don't have to handle arrears, you don't have to handle periodic inspection, uh, typing them up and sending them to your client, you don't have to handle this and that and this. That sounds like a pretty good job to me. <laughs> Would you agree? Yes. Um, <laughs> I, um, I believe that that the the role will change and will develop. We're starting to see we're starting to see a little bit of that now. Um, the outsourcing um, industry in real estate is still very young. Yeah. My gut feel yeah. is it's um, not even one in ten mm. um, principals who have dipped their toe in the water yet. And what do you think? Why? Do, why is, is it perception? Is it just they're too busy or a mix of the above? What? What do you think would be the, the major factor there? Yeah, I think the first one is um, they understand that people are doing it and they kind of hear that it's a good idea, but I think the their perception and their fear, in a way, is holding them back. Yeah. So it's not until they 
they hear from someone that has got significant value, who they trust mm. and respect, a colleague that actually says, no, 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 I've done this, it worked and it's amazing, mm. that they go, okay, yeah, now I'm going to do something. Because yeah. there's a massive um, trust factor involved in choosing to work with someone with staff that are in a country that you probably may not visit, you know, with people that you may not meet, to make that decision to yeah. bring those people into your business. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it has to be usually something significant for someone to make that change. Um, so innovators, so we find that the sort of people that we are working with, mm. they're high growth. They are thinking about it because their business is, is mm. um, doing well, but they also just want to find new ways to do things. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the, the, the biggest benefits that I've seen from companies that have worked uh, spe- with, specifically with BPO, and I say that because we've we've had gone through that experience as well, is the the uh, that all of the HR, the the human resource element to it of the hiring, uh, the selection of the or short shortlisting candidates for specific positions, whatever that might be, is all taken care of for you. I mean, I don't know what principal would. Um, say no to having their entire onboarding process for a new team member taken care of for them and all they need to do is speak to the candidates to um, and, and obviously you know accept uh, you know go through that process with you but all of the man hours are taken care of for them aren't they? It is it's one of um, it's one of the things that most business owners when they find out and experience it they all say oh, I wish I knew about this earlier because mm. there's I'm one of them. I'm one of them. <laughs> There's certainly aspects of people management because we are really at our core a labour business. Mm. You know, we're managing people and we're managing the majority of the aspects of people management, including yeah. the recruitment and selection and including the staff reward and recognition and the Christmas parties mm-hmm. and the performance reviews and the, you know, turning up on time and dress standards and communication, all those sorts of things we're taking care of. So mm-hmm. what is left with the business owner or the principal or, or the property manager is the tasking of the actual work. It's just helping with tasking the work. So mm-hmm. to take a lot of that people management pain away is uh yeah it it really does simplify Mm. it simplifies for growth it simplifies for scale so it's um i describe it as a transformational tool Mm. Mm. what would you say uh if a principal that they've kind of reached that point where they're like okay i really need to consider sending some tasks offshore uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I've got the time now that I can invest in in the training that we, is required to get the team member onboarded correctly. What are the th- things that they need to prepare before they onboard a new team member offshore? What uh, what sort of time is required of them uh, following uh, the onboarding process and when that team member is up to up to speed on the tasks that they're performing? Yeah, sure. So firstly, on the current team, it is really important to have that conversation with those people who are going to be working with the staff. Um, and it's not generally the principal, you know, it's generally another supervisor, or property manager or... The senior or PM or senior PM. the marketing director, the Correct. office manager. Yeah, yeah, sometimes it's even the PA, sometimes it's even, you know, the principal's PA who's going to be, you know, uh, helping with a, a lot of the sending of the tasking and, and work. Mm-hmm. So to have that um, that person, that kind of pioneer, yeah. um, and to have a chat to them, make sure that they understand why it's happening, um, get their involvement. So get their feedback on what are those first tasks that that they're thinking about. So would you say asking your team in the sales team, the marketing team or the property management team, what are the three tasks maybe that you you like doing the least 
would they be would that yeah, be a absolutely. good so question start, start with um, the question of you know what are what you don't like what are those tasks that you don't like um, and then asking the question are they repeatable so do yeah. you do them frequently are they relatively simple yeah. and you're there because they'd be more likely to let go of them then right like absolutely. if the property if the business owner came to them a week later and said you know those three tasks you told me you don't like uh, we've now got someone to take care of all of the, all of it for you um, what do you think of that it really that you've kind of yeah, no one's going to say no, right? Like, That's there's going to be right. no objection at that point. Yeah, absolutely. So get get them involved in that process. Get them involved in, in helping to define those tasks. And then um, in terms of the time of preparation, for some tasks, particularly in property management, there's very little preparation depending on the provider that you use. Mm-hmm. For example, in our business, we have standard workflows. So we've already done a fair... A, quite considerable amount of work in defining what the process is. Now that can be um, refined, Mm -hmm. but there's a starting point, you know, it's a starting point for all of those major tasks that are being done. Mm -hmm. So the preparation is relatively limited on the process side. You do need to do a couple of things in the office, like have a webcam Mm -hmm. on your computer, buy a noise cancelling headset. So, you know, for a very little money, 100 bucks for a webcam and, I don't know, 60 bucks for a decent noise cancelling headset, it means the people who are, are jumping on the technology we spoke about, Skype or Zoom, mm-hmm. will actually have a clear um, conversation and they'll be able to see the person that they're working with. So just check on your technology. Make sure that when you, when you kick off, you can actually have a nice, clear conversation. Can I just add one point there that uh, you, you, we don't need to worry about, or anyone listening to this thinking of offshoring to the Philippines don't need to worry about their internet. Because um, my experience being here a week is their internet is far superior to ours in Australia. So that's just an aside, but sorry, <laughs> I digress. No worries. <laughs> and um, so, you know, that can all be done once the tasks are identified and you've got some simple, you know, check your setup at, at, uh, in the office. You can be going, you know, as quick as two weeks um, once you've made that decision. Now, for some businesses, there might be some stuff going on at the time. Property manager might be under the pump and so that can move out to a couple of weeks. But really, you can get started pretty quickly with not a lot of preparation required. Um, disclaimer, depending on the provider you use. Sure. <laughs> and then um, following from that, the way um, in which I describe once the onboarding process is finished is it's very much like working with someone um, in the office right next to you. It's just they're not physically there. Yeah. Um, so in terms of the time that you'll spend in tasking, the best way is to set up using those standard processes, what's the proactive things that that staff member will do every day? You yeah. know, for example, they'll check the arrears. And if there's certain at a point that are over seven days, then they know immediately they're going to send the SMS or they're going to do the phone call or send the email. So there'll be a list of proactive tasks that they'll do every day yeah. and report back on when they're done. And then there'll be some ad hoc tasks that their point of contact back in Australia will be sending them throughout the day. Yeah. Um, and other important things is a uh, um, beginning of day and end of day check-in. So mm. just, mm. you know, five minutes, um, uh, to check in and then if there's any any other reporting requirements then making sure they're, they're kind of set up in advance so that um, the staff member is clear on the expectations for reporting on productivity and tasks that's been done as well. Yeah, I, th- I found that uh, certainly with our team here at BPO it's been invaluable catching up uh, if it's not once, if you know, things just don't go to plan and we, we can't catch up once a day, it's at least, you know, we, we certainly do touch base very regularly. And having now been here and, and spending some time with, the, with them face-to-face and belly-to-belly, it's uh, the appreciation on both sides is um, exponentially stronger uh, for, from that perspective. So, um, yeah, I, I certainly echo what you're saying around, you know, making sure that they're not viewed 
team, your team over here, or whether wherever you're outsourcing, uh, you view them as a part of your team. It's not just a computer or a, um, an order taker on the other end. They're actually they're people, and that's something that I think a lot of businesses don't take into consideration. They're just so busy doing the real estate thing that uh, you know they think it's just this thing they can send off offshore and expect it to work, but it's not the case, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's where outsourcing goes wrong is is forgetting that it's uh, that it really is just a people business. Yeah, and I, well, it's the it's the proof is in the pudding. The businesses who are doing extremely well, who are scaling their businesses um, extremely fast. They're, uh, they've ta- all the considerations that you've mentioned, they're the ones that are implementing those to a T, would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, cool. All right, look, Amy, thank you for having us here at BPO in Clark in the Philippines for the week. It's been amazing. I think uh, we'll certainly be back early next year to uh, spend a little bit more time and um, help you fill some of that space up the back of the office there with uh, our growing team. But I'm sure uh, anyone listening in real estate who hasn't started offshoring some of their tasks and getting them out, what would be your final one takeaway that you want them to uh, get out of our chat here today? Yeah, sure. So I would recommend to dip your toe in the water um, and I'd actually like to offer all of your listeners a free trial. Cool. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So um, one of the best processes, I think, in property management that works really well, and sorry for all of you who are listening who don't have a property management office, I'll have to uh, I'll have to sort something else out for, uh, for you guys. Um, but anyone in PM, um, on tenancy applications, we'd like to offer you uh, a month of doing your tenancy applications. Fantastic. So you wow. can um, jump on board onto our website um, and go to www.bpo.com.au. And it's B-E-E-P-O. That's That's right. And um, just go to uh, the real estate uh, page and you'll see there the free trial offer. Um, and you can put in uh, an expression of interest to go on our waiting list. Um, I'll have a little drop down box there how did you find out about us and uh, I'll have real estate pros podcast if you select that then I'll put you to the top of the list and you'll be able to get in and jump on that free trial fantastic well for everyone listening I think that's a fantastic opportunity to uh, at least experience uh, you know what it could be like to send some tasks offshore starting with one and uh, I can I say with all confidence that I'm sure you'd be doing a lot more than just one and, and extending that trial to uh, building your team offshore. So, Amy, thank you, and uh, we'll speak to you soon. Great. Thank you, Josh. You've been listening to the Real Estate Pros Podcast. If you'd like to go deeper with your marketing this year, visit digitalmarketingessentials.com.au to learn about our popular upcoming workshops. And until next time, I'm Josh Cobb, Thanks for tuning in.